0: Hallelujah. The scripture says that we should sing to ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Amen. Thank you, Sister Amma. And um, may we bow our heads as we pray. Oh Lord, we thank you for the privilege of being part of your household and being given an opportunity, Lord, To come before you even this evening. We thank you for the work of the blood. The Lord you cleanse us from all things. And Lord you prepare us. You have chosen us as your vessels. We pray oh God. That your word will have a free course. In my life and in the lives of the brethren. We pray oh God that we will not be just hearers. But we will doers. That Lord we will not be deceived. But Lord we will bear fruit. We thank you. Now, when we call upon you, you hear us in Jesus' name. Amen. Mr. many blessings. We thank the Lord for, once again, for giving us a chance to share in his word. Tonight we are continuing on the general theme that we close the year with, which has to do with the kingdom of God. And we also began the new year with, which has to do with the kingdom of God. Before we go any further, may we go over our slogan for the year? There's Holy Spirit inspired slogan. To the right, as we always do. To the right, the slogan. Oh, doesn't sound like we have eaten this this whole day. Let's all say it boldly. Let's say it again. Father's good pleasure. Hallelujah. Can we hear from you on the left side? Say it again. Some are not, lips are not moving. I can see you. Okay, let's say it again. Hallelujah. We, we believe that God wants to give us, you and I individually, and we corporately, the kingdom. Hallelujah. Perhaps also we have to settle on this. I think people are still divided as to me and you. We have to be sure if it's the me. It's better to be personalized. Hallelujah. So we have to bury this matter once and for all so that everybody even though the scripture says he said he'll give you in our statement Let's agree. So let's all agree on the personalization. Let us say it and say it to yourself. Let's say it again. Okay, another thing we need to agree on it. we start with four. Or oh, it is. It is. Okay, so let's say it the way it ought to be said. So we all agree on it. It is Let's do it again. Let's wait for the last time. Hallelujah. Tonight we are talking about the kingdom of God and what it means. One of the things I've seen in the Bible and about Christians is that a lot of times we use expressions... And we all assume that everybody understands what everybody else is saying. We read from the scriptures and if you ask a hundred Christians what the kingdom of God means, somebody will tell you the parable of the sower. Another person will tell you the parable of the dragnet. Somebody will tell you the parable of the talents. Another person will give you the different scenarios. But I realize that in understanding the kingdom, it's important to pay attention to the whole of the scriptures. Hallelujah. What we see usually in the gospels, and which Jesus calls the parables, in the main are windows. What we call the types of the kingdom, but I don't say I don't mean to say that they are in themselves the kingdom. They represent aspects of the kingdom. Hallelujah. They represent a, a, a window so you can we can appreciate because God's image, God's name, uh, God's kingdom or God himself is not easily understood. But we know him in part and we understand him in part and we grow we progressively know God. Hallelujah. So it's very important that as we tackle a subject like the kingdom of God and what it means We have an open mind not to be fixed on any part, and say oh but Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is within you. It's there. It's true. But the kingdom also of God he says that when you pray say that Lord thy kingdom comes. Thy will be done on earth. Hallelujah. Your kingdom should come. But at the same time he has said the kingdom is within you. So if you don't realize that he has said this, and then also saying that in the kingdom that is coming, what is the difference between the kingdom of God is within you, and the kingdom which is coming? It takes what Paul calls the rightly dividing the word of truth to see that, yes, indeed, both are true in the scriptures. There is a coming kingdom, and there is a present kingdom which we are using today in our uh, uh, prophetic word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is also a kingdom around us, which is happening also, which is in control also in heaven. The kingdom of God is the reign of God, the rule of God. Hallelujah. So if God rules in the affairs of men, it means that God's kingdom is here. If God rules in the heavens and the earth, even in hell, God rules. Hallelujah. Even in hell, because God created the heavens and the earth. And he prepared a place, the place which had been prepared for the rebellious angels. So God has a rule. He decides who goes to hell and who does not go to hell. Hallelujah. So in understanding the kingdom of God, I trust that we all will have an open biblical understanding approach to it. Now, let's, I've been able to, uh, by the grace of God, prepare for us some simple uh, guidelines in form of slides to make it easier for us to appreciate, because even it's a subject that even if you preach it 50 times from different dimensions, you may still have some things to talk about. Amen. For he says, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give uh, us or to give you the kingdom, as we know in Luke chapter 12 verse 32. Now, the question I'm asking is that the next slide, please. Practical application: When Jesus says to give you the kingdom. What does he really mean? Is he going to give you the keys of the kingdom? Will you control heaven and control earth? Will you be sitting in the throne of God in heaven? Because God's kingdom, somebody sits at the top. So if Jesus says, the Father will give you the kingdom, is that what it means? Does it mean from tomorrow? Or immediately he said it, you are now the priest or the, the king Uh, his royal majesty so so and so in charge of heaven and in charge of the earth I don't believe so hallelujah but I believe that he is saying that we reign and rule with Christ in the heavens hallelujah and we reign and rule with Christ in whichever territory or we have access we share in the privileges that's what giving you and I the kingdom simply means it also means that you and I finding our place and functioning effectively in that part of the kingdom that he rightly wants you to function. So he says, it is as Father's well as good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He gives you understanding of your role in the overall kingdom. So that you can function effectively in that portion of the kingdom that he has from the beginning of creation designed. Because much as we are all children of God, we all cannot be in the same geographical location or even functional position that God has put one or the other. So somebody may function, like Paul says, as a head, another may function as a shoulder, another may function as a foot. Whatever you find yourself, you must be able to be, for the kingdom to work in you, your role must be kingdom uh, uh, approved. Kingdom uh, uh, directed and kingdom uh, seeking approval, hallelujah it means that where you are, wherever you find yourself it is not of your own will i don 't choose to be where I want to be, either like whether it 's fellowship, whether it is church, whether it is, even rule leading in a home where god 's presence is, what I do, I am not of my own, like Paul said, so the kingdom rules, the rules that I am subjected to as a wife as a husband, as a businessman, as a businesswoman, as a child of God, I am subject to the rule of God. Hallelujah. I avail myself to the instructions of God in whatever position. In the church, I'm a chorister or a musician or a protocol or any other ministry in charge of machines or whatever. I am subject to divine authority of God. I am not doing anything of my own. Hallelujah. Now, understanding the kingdom, as I said earlier, begins with understanding God. If you do not understand God, it is going to be very difficult to understand his kingdom. Jesus said, whomever the father chooses to reveal himself, that's how he's the one that will know the father. Says I am known. I know the Father because the Father, revealed, I'm revealed, the Father is revealed to me. And who to whom else the Father decides to reveal? It means that people can be around; they can be human beings, and they may not know God in the true sense. Say Amen. That's why it's important that you and I desire to understand God, and we understand God through desiring on a step-by-step basis. And through an interaction with the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who will lead you and I into that truth where we understand God. Usually, nobody gets up one day and then all of his knowledge of God by revelation because he had a dream. Even if you travel to heaven. Let me make this very clear. Sometimes people say, oh, I've traveled. The Lord revealed himself to me. And for three days. Or for, we've read books 40 days in heaven and all of that. Even that... Let me tell you, my brother, my sister, they do not really know God fully. Hallelujah. Your journey with angels and all may not fully give you the fullness of understanding of God. That's very important. The books we may read, whether you have read Genesis to Revelation 20 times or 40 times, is not what necessarily makes you and I understand God so well. It's a progressive thing. You, we all, that's why Paul says, we grow from one degree of glory to another. We, and he says, we all behold in his face. We are transformed into his image from one degree of glory to another. So, knowing God or understanding God and understanding the kingdom of God comes by knowing God first and foremost. Now, as he, God rules in the affairs of men and rules in the heavens, when you want to understand the kingdom, you understand him First, and how he does his rule over humankind or over all creation Amen and this ability comes by the ability of the Holy Spirit so it means also that nobody can know God nor understand the kingdom except he or she has a friendship or affinity with the Holy Spirit that is very very important you cannot know God you cannot understand the kingdom by sense knowledge you may, you may have an idea of it, of, of the kingdom, but you will not understand fully, except the spirit reveals to you, opens your spirit. And usually when the spirit is revealing things about God to us, he reveals to us in types, what we call types. You won't see the full measure, but he reveals to us in types, or in steps, in stages, pictures. Informs. That's why Jesus spoke to the people in parables. Now, today, the Spirit is still revealing God to us. But the types, tonight I'll use, is the type of pillars. The types of pillars. And I'll try to sum up the the, the understanding of the, the, the kingdom of God into seven major pillars. Now, before then, you should also understand that if you look, I sat down and I was thinking about kingdoms. And I realized that by the Spirit of God, that if you also understand the earthly kingdoms by the Spirit, not by the natural, by the Spirit, God will open your eyes to see what happens in this kingdom. Because the earthly kingdoms that we have, they are trying to imitate, they are prototypes of the kingdom in the structure form. And let me give you an example. You see, when God um, uh, 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 elevated David, He also elevated Solomon after David. Now Solomon's kingdom, he had, like David's kingdom of Israel, number one, there was a king. Number two, there was a priestly authority represented in Zadok. And then there was a prophetic authority represented in Nathan. And you see that that is how God, the kingship was a leadership. Then, the, the, through that, Solomon governed Israel and became a great king. Now, for you and I today, if God says, my kingdom is in you, and it's in me. You are not, nobody has installed you a queen or a king. But, through the leadership of the Holy Spirit, by the word of God, you are it. being led by the Spirit, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are the kingship function is upon you, as a child of God. Now, the priestly unction, as a king, as Paul, uh, uh, Peter says in First Peter two nine, a king or priests priest, and a holy nation, God's own people. That king, priestly unction is activated when you enter into the presence of God in worship, and in prayer, and you, you, you go before the Lord. So, you are in me, and in you, that role of a, of a kingdom is there. But if you don't pray, you will not see that you are operating a kingdom. If you, prophetically. If you don't study the word of God. And the word of God. You see, what is, what, who is a prophet? The one who speaks forth the word of God. The one who has a revelation of the word of God. the one who, who, who is, who is a, a messenger of God's word. Hallelujah. And interprets God's times and seasons. Now a person who. If you want to be understanding the times and seasons of God. Then you have to look into the word of God. Psalm 119. Psalm, Psalm 19 also talks about it. So, if you don't study the Word of God, the prophetic ministry of God in your king in the kingdom will not be manifesting you. So, even in us, that I'm just trying to let us understand, even in a, your in miniature form, there's a kingdom at work. You, when Jesus says, "There's the, the Father's desire to give you the kingdom," the kingdom has come. Do you have access to the pro- prophetic? Prophetic doesn't necessarily mean calling names or calling you, telling you things about your future. No. But even that, God's word gives you a revelation of the future. Because the Holy Spirit is at work in you. So, every one of us has a throne of the kingdom somehow at work in you and in I. Hallelujah. The problem is that many times we haven't seen that the kingdom at work in it. We see it as an imaginary something coming. Like... Like how John in the book of Revelation, so, and I saw a kingdom or a city coming down. No, that city isn't going to come today to you. That has its place. That is the kingdom yet to come. But today, when we talk about the kingdom is in you, we are talking about the priestly kingdom in you, the prophetic aspect, the priestly and the, uh, the, 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 the monarchical kingdom, working in the authority of the leadership. And we'll come to that in a minute. So let us understand that God gives us an opportunity through looking at earthly kingdoms to understand how the heavenly kingdom also, or the spiritual kingdom also rules. Beloved, in this regard, let us look at seven key pillars that I believe will help us to understand the kingdom of God. In every great kingdom, there are, you find, if not all, most of these seven pillars are actively working. And they are listed over there. There is every great kingdom, a person or persons who represent authority in the kingdom. If you bring that same kingdom down to a business or a family, Representation, you see the same thing. A person, or persons, normally one final one, authority. But, in general, there must be a person. Hallelujah. Two, there must be people, or a person, under authority. Any a king, whose people, subjects, have fled. You cease to be a king. And I think the biggest example is King Agokoli, who brought, who led the our uh, brethren from uh, Notchi or somewhere, and he was so wicked, and the people abandoned him. So, if in our history, if you are a king and the people say no, we don't want you, your kingship, whether in the realm of the home or business or wherever. Is weakened. It's a subject. So you realize in, 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 I'll explain further, in the book of Matthew, a man came to Jesus. He said, I am a man under authority. Citizens form the people under authority in any kingdom. In the same, in church, in the home, wherever. In the kingdom style fashion, people have to be subjects. People have to be citizens. People have to be members of the kingdom for the kingdom to be a real kingdom. Hallelujah. The third important element of any great kingdom is the laws. Any kingdom without laws where everybody is doing what he likes and is chaotic is not a strong kingdom. Jesus said it is the Father's good pleasure to give you or to give me the kingdom. That kingdom is guided by laws. And I'll explain some of those laws. That, so any Christian who says the kingdom is in me. And is not guided by these laws. I'm not talking about the Mosaic law. I'm talking about the laws of the spirit. The laws of the new kingdom that Jesus spoke about. So if you say you are guided by the kingdom. You are, you are having the kingdom in you. And you are not guided by the laws of the kingdom. Your kingdom is suspect. The kingdom that you say is working in you, is not working well. Hallelujah. You know that kingdoms rise and kingdoms fall, by the way. If you read the book of Daniel, you are going to see that kingdoms don't always remain the same. And they they need to be held. The fortress needs to be held. The fortress is the fortress of God. Like Martin Luther wrote a song. You are our mighty fortress. The mighty fortress of God must be where we, we hold the kingdom. Now, another important thing about kingdoms is that you must have norms and values. The norms and values represent the character of the kingdom. Any kingdom that does not have norms and values and way of life, which is unique to it, is suspect. Every great kingdom has something. Some may be about their, like their their industrial attitude. Some may be their hospitality. Some may be their their, their aggression towards what is rightfully theirs, protection of their territorial boundaries. Whatever it is, any great kingdom has some level of culture or some level of uh, of lifestyle known by any other kingdom. So we we know when you read the scriptures, you saw that the the, the, the Greeks they had their own style. The Bible talks about the Greeks. They love knowledge. They love wisdom. They're Jews. They love power. They love demonstration. So you see, every kingdom has a trait, and the people who are in that kingdom are paid by the trait. There are many other things you get into. Another thing is that a great kingdom always has a domain or a place. You can never talk about a kingdom which doesn't have demarcation. It may be a physical demarcation or a spiritual demarcation. It may be even a functional demarcation. When we say functional, by the way things operate. So, for example, when it comes to uh, the economic kingdom, there are countries that are not physically strong or big, but they have control, like the United Kingdom. So, when it comes to the world commodity market, gold, diamond, there are many commodities. When you want to go and influence, you cannot do it without... Great Britain. No, it's a small island, barely 80 million people. So the powers of the British Empire are not limited to that, the British house. In the economic kingdom, they are there. Because the currency market, dollar, pound, it's not about how much. Of, in a in domain, in a certain area of the financials, in an area of even language. Communication today. You take English out of the world and this world is going to collapse in the next minute. If God were to, de- to decide like he did to Babylon in the early days. Like today, if there is no English, the world will be confused. Because they have dominated the communication system. The kingdom of Great Britain has penetrated the, the communication system. So the domain it's also important. You need to know what domain your, 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 your kingdom takes. Then, of course, we have the emblems. When you watch those of us who watch soccer or even any kingdom, one of the things I love doing, personal as a hobby, whenever a king or chief appears anywhere in public, I like to watch what his emblems are. The totems. I'm interested in that because it tells me the kind of spirit that they are, they are, they are operating by. Many kings and chiefs like very aggressive and dominant animals: lions, elephants. gas state, It was, it's here. It is the land of the elephant. I don't know whether the elephants here, how they came by that. I don't know why they love elephants. But the logo of the Ganda state is the, the elephant. And every state has some emblem that they... represent. Now, we in the kingdom of God, we also have some serious emblems. Now, your ability to appreciate the kingdom at work in you depends on your understanding of the emblems of the kingdom. If you don't understand the emblem, you will not appreciate what the kingdom is at work in you doing. Every citizen of the land, America, the 50 states, from childhood, from the age of 5, everybody knows that the 50 stars represent the 50 states. And they Cannot have a flag of 49 stars. It's an abomination. If you are a president and you fly a flag with 49 or 48 flags, you will fire them that moment. It's worse than what Trump is going through. You allow them to print a flag of America with 48 or 49. That means you are dislodging one state. You are in trouble. They will take you on seriously if you are a businessman and you are making a flag and you're going to make something either less or more because for them every star in the flag means something and you see understanding the, the, the kingdom tells you that even the emblems are reminders Any great kingdom has always things that remind people of the authority of the state that's why in our courts when you go to the courts and the judge is sitting there. You see the the, the, the the coat of arms. and All of them there. They, they, they are symbol of authority. And sometimes even the president's picture. In some of these places. Public places. To show you the authority of the state. Any kingdom minded person. Who does not respect emblems. You are in trouble. You cannot be a kingdom minded person. If you do not respect emblems. Say amen. Doesn't mean you should worship them. But you must interpret emblems. The last one is that for any state or kingdom, there's always the issue of the power or the might of the kingdom. You must know who you are, what you stand for, the powers of your kingdom. You see, why is it that when America sneezes, world markets, prices, of all things, things start shaking? Recently when they started, they started with Iran. The whole world was shaking. Why? Because... Everybody knows that they have might. In this present age, they know that they know how many uh, 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 jet fighters they have, how many uh, uh, vessels that carry about 50 jets, uh, how many have airports. Uh, they know everything. So the Russians know, the Chinese know, and so they, 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 they just provoke them. The North Koreans know. Everybody knows. When you are a kingdom minded person, One of the weakest, dangerous things is not to know your capacity. That is what many of us as Christians, we are talking kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. The kingdom, he has given you... Do you really understand the power that is at work in you? Appreciation of the power that is at work in you and I. You see that, the scripture says, For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. If you understand the power at work in you, some of the things we say about ourselves, we will not say. Some of the things we, 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 we are afraid of, we will not be afraid of. Many times, because we are not kingdom minded, we are intimidated by little things. May the Lord help us as we understand kingdom tonight. Amen. So let's now go into the details of the pillars. Number one. The pillar one. In um, Domi, they have pillar two. So when we get to pillar two, the powerless will take over. <laughs> Hallelujah! Pillar one: persons with authority, or person, or persons. With. Of course, in the kingdom of God, the Lord our God reigns supreme. Amen. But like in the natural kingdoms, every supreme leader delegates to different ones. Because, for example, when you read the book of um, um, Esther, we are told that the king sent out letters to different, and he even appointed um, people who were in charge of different kingdoms, sub kingdoms. When you read the book of Daniel, you see in the book of Nazar and his son, they appointed, and then also the other king that came after them. They appointed the presidents and vice presidents and Daniel and his friends to be in charge. So every kingdom, yes, God reigns. Hallelujah! But he also delegates. Now, people who are not who don't understand kingdom think that oh, once I'm a child of God, I'm born again. Uh, 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 they don't appreciate that in the kingdom there are hierarchies. Everybody say hierarchy. There is a, there is a hierarchical order in the kingdom that must be respected. Hallelujah! Amen, and on it, Hallelujah! In the kingdom, the kingdom has prototypes. Tech is one of the main prototypes of the kingdom. Family is another prototype. Civil authority, like the president of the state, is another prototype. God manifests, Romans 13 tells us, God manifests his kingdom power through the leaders of the state. From the president through and through and through and through. And you see, all of these prototypes are subject to the supreme law of God. Hallelujah. From the priests, from the pastor, or the apostle, the prophets, and the deacons, and all, they are all subject one to the other. To the higher authority. Amen. And it's important that for us to enjoy kingdom authority and, and see, see the full effect of the kingdom power Jesus is speaking about, you must... See, if you are not under authority, God cannot trust you with authority. Hallelujah. Any one of us who seeks to exercise authority must subject himself or herself to authority. Amen. Be it a civil authority the family authority, the church authority, whichever authority God places over us, He's placed over us so that He would teach us how the kingdom functions. In the New Testament, in Ephesians 2, we see a clear example of it. In Ephesians 2, from verse 19, particular 20 to 22, we can read that please, Ephesians chapter 2. It says, now therefore, ye know more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the, with the saints, and of the household of God. Now, he said, that's an introduction to the household, the kingdom manifests in the church. It says, now, go, please go to 20. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself, being the chief cornerstone. Now, when Peter and Cole have gone, there are still we have what we call the principle of apostolic succession in the kingdom. So the fact that Peter and Co are dead and gone, doesn't mean that God doesn't have the apostolic power or the prophetic power still passed on. Hallelujah. So the powers are bestowed on church leadership. And then it transcends onto departmental leadership. And it transcends onto other leaders. Hallelujah. And it's important that if we are talking about a season where we are talking about kingdom power we must understand the the, 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 the opportunities that God's design for placing over us at each level a kind of spiritual authority. Say amen. Equally, God has placed upon us or within us in the kingdom other authorities. And you see it over there on the PowerPoint. The church, the civil authority, the family are all signs. But you see, the scripture also says that Wherever the word of the king is, there is power. These authorities, they do not necessarily have to rule or express the kingdom authority by king or by gun, but by word. Hallelujah. The kingdom power, the primary measure of tool by which the kingdom power is expressed is by word. Whether it is written word or spoken word, whatever, but it's by word. That's what the scripture says. It says the kingdom power is manifested wherever the word of the king is, there is power in Ecclesiastes. It's very important to understand these issues about the kingdom. If we are talking about people who God has given his authority, kingdom authority to. The second pillar is for us who have been placed under authority. And see, When you are a citizen of a kingdom. It's a privilege. Because citizenship gives you identity. Ghana is registering national ID. Because we want to know those who really belong and those who are just passing through. We are quarreling over EC votes. Because when you are a citizen, you have rights and privileges. Now, you cannot fully appreciate the kingdom unless you appreciate the rights and privileges of the citizen. Equally, you need to appreciate the responsibilities of the citizenry. In a civil law system, paying taxes, obeying the laws of the land, is part of the duty. Hallelujah. So, citizens... We are privileged. But we also have duties. And we are not going to be. Irresponsible citizens. Who say we are kingdom people. Who don't care about the responsibilities. I have rights. You have rights. Kingdom people have rights. We are members. We are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus. For good works. But also God places on us. Jesus said, to whom much is given, much more is required. We, we usually like to talk about the, the, uh, the gl- glorious, honorable positions of kingdom people. But kingdom people are people of responsibility. Tell your neighbor you must be responsible. Because you are a kingdom person. Many times, like if you are in a church like this, people feel that, oh, is this person who should be responsible? Me, uh, I'm not a paid person. I don't, I'm not part of, no. Kingdom minded person is a responsible person. If something is going on, or right or wrong, or something is around, which you can help to correct, you will have to correct it. If something about the building or something is untoward is happening, or a problem needs to be solved, you don't say, oh, me, it's for those other people. Because every kingdom is strong because you have, you have, you have dedicated citizenry, patriotic citizens. America is strong because they have look, Israel as a nation today is strong because look, every 18 year old boy you are a military man by by force you love not your life unto death You, whether you like it or not, once you are a Jew and you are living in Israel once you are 18, you are drafted into the army, you will serve for at least a year or two before you can find another thing to do whether your father is a businessman or a business, your mother is a business. you are the president's son, or it's immaterial. You have to love not your life unto death. Ask yourself, brother, as a citizen, what price have I paid? I say I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. Oh yes, it's easy to say, oh, I'm a kingdom minded person. What have you, what, what have you survived for the kingdom's sake? What have we sacrificed? Oh, it's a father's good pleasure to give me the kingdom. I receive it. I receive, say I receive it three times. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. What have you survived? What have you given up? Sometimes, even dignity, sometimes our time, not money, not, I'm not talking about even money, talking about dignity. Sometimes it's, it's our convenience. It's not easy as citizens we are as people under authority there is something this message about the kingdom in you and in me is telling you and is telling me that there is something every citizen pays a price so when the privileges come and we enjoy we are happy when we pay taxes the roads are done asphalt we are covered gutters are done hospitals have drugs things run and we don't pay, so the Scandinavians—they are very rich in, 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 in Norway and in Sweden and in Denmark. Their tax is over fifty percent, most of the, all of them. I think the lowest is about fifty-five or sixty percent. Personal income tax. In Ghana, the highest is thirty-five. People crying. And there, no wahala. You can be in Copenhagen for a week and you may not even hear a siren. You can leave your car outside. You, you hardly hear of armed robbers or people attacking people. No, you hardly. And everything is running because people are paying the price. So we want to pay, we want to benefit from the kingdom. Pay the price. Tell your neighbor. Pay the price. Amen. Now, number three is the principles of the authority, which deals with the laws. Well, this is where I believe many of us are very. Very weak. Even though we love to be called citizens of the kingdom, we don't really know the laws of the kingdom, and we don't seem to care about the laws of the kingdom. But you see, until we grow and mature, Paul wrote and uh, Philemon says that you, by acknowledging every good work in you, then your gifts make the thing become profitable. So when you don't know. The things that are in the kingdom, very well, you lose out. You don't fully benefit. Because see, in the kingdom, the laws of the kingdom, let me just run through some of the quick laws. Like the, the law of the spirit of life. You will realize that the law, the spirit has edge over the flesh. Over, over, over normal life. Or spiritually, spiritual mindedness Runs superior. Anything that's physical is subject to spiritual things. That's why it, even in normal life, people who are said to be charged spiritually, in workplaces, people fear them. Everybody knows that spiritual controls the natural. The law of the spirit. In the same kingdom, that law of the spirit works. The law of the spirit is the law of sin and death. That if I sin... I die spiritually and, and I, I, I'm not connected to God. I, I, I lose the, the connection. My lines die. That's what it means. Sin kills the spiritual, the communication lines with God. So it's not about, oh, I just have pleasure or oh, I just have, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be, oh, I'm trying. It's not a convenient choice for us. That's what the law of the spirit says. The law of the spirit says, If you have the ability, Romans 16 to eighteen. Don't you know that whom whatsoever you wish to make as a lord over you, you become a slave. So if you you make yourself uh, you make sin, master sin becomes your master. And if you make righteousness, your master righteousness becomes your master. So what he's saying there in that place is that actually sin is a choice. Righteousness is also a choice. And the grace to overcome, to walk in righteousness, is also given. Say amen. Binding the strong man is a principle. It's a law of the land. We have the power. That yes, if I want to overcome the strong man, I must enter his territory and overcome. So you cannot be in the kingdom and be afraid man and not want engagement. Not want to uh, uh, to be involved in spiritual warfare. Then you are not in the kingdom. It's part of the kingdom. Jesus made that law says, whoever wants to bind the strong man must enter the strong man and take his possession. Must first bind the strong man. And you you don't like binding. You don't like fasting. You don't like praying. You don't like waiting on the Lord. You don't like all night. You don't like anything that will cause you to shake yourself. How can you stand? You, your kingdom power has been taken from you. You are there in the kingdom, but you are, you, are just, you are just there. But if you want the kingdom to work for you, then don't be afraid of battle. Just not the game. See, the scripture says in Isaiah, is it 14? Um, he says about the fact that the the devil he doesn't release his business. Verse 17. Says, the devil does not release his business. So if you are a kingdom minded person, you should know that you are in for game. Wall. Somebody recorded something a few years ago say there's a war in Ghana. One of my own tribes, women. See, they should stop the wall. If there's no desire, there's no you you, you are so you are, you you understand everybody and you, you agree with anything, no sometimes you have to be at wall in situations take a position, take a stand from God. Amen. The kingdom principle, it's a kingdom law, confession and creativity. Stability. Love. Retribution. It's a kingdom law. If somebody says do it unto others what you want others to do, it's a kingdom law. We can change it. No matter how God loves you, loves me, we're talking about kingdom principles which govern the kingdom that we are part of. Let me tell you, brother, sister, this thing we are saying should not just be on our mouth, our lips. That the kingdom is with me. he's is, 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 is giving is the pleasure of the Father to give me the kingdom. What kingdom have you received? What have you received? Let's quickly look at the lifestyle. Personality of the kingdom. The power. It says, First Corinthians 4.20 The kingdom of God, heaven is not in word, but in power power is in power if you are talking we are talking about the kingdom we come powerless how to love to express the power of god in healing in praying for people deliverance and for ourselves in engaging the enemy this non contentious posturing of kingdom minded people so called cannot help us If you are a kingdom-minded person who says that the kingdom of God is in me, stand to your ground. Resist the devil. Fight a good fight of faith. Don't give up. Don't be a quitter. Resist the devil. That's what it is. It's a culture. It's our lifestyle. The Jews, they were known for science. Uh, they, They love science. The Greeks, they love knowledge. We too, we love power. We in the kingdom of God, we love power. The late judgments, when they were looking for power, in 1996 or so, said, we want power. We want power. It's not we want power, mouth, mouth. It's real time when you are confronted by the enemy. Stand. It's not every day a pastor or a deacon or your husband or somebody who t- You have to decide as a child of the kingdom that this will not go be. You say, No, go be. I resist this thing. No. You are seeing a pattern in your home. You are seeing a pattern among your children. You are seeing the enemy trying to creep into your house. And their kingdom influence is weakening over your children. You say, No, over your husband. No, over your wife. You say, No. Enough is enough. Kingdom power. Righteousness. Peace. Kingdom power enables us to live at peace and to walk in the peace of God. You, you, you cannot have kingdom power and be anxious for life and be worried for life. No. Because the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy in you know, the That's a quarter. That's a normal life for the people of the kingdom. The Jew, the, the, Paul wrote about some people who said Their leaders and their people They were only there every day They were hearing news stories That's their culture There are kingdoms like that There are some kingdoms that were known for, 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 for iron works The Romans and some of those They were always good making iron That's their culture Some kingdoms in Ghana They like money That's their culture Amen Or oh, it's not so Some kingdoms too they like teaching That's their culture Every kingdom has an image. And when you are part of the kingdom, you should not be ashamed. You should use it well. Amen. Some kingdoms, they are known for Monsuchin. or it's not so. But they're there. But it's not the good one. In our kingdom, it's for peace. Say amen. Every kingdom has a label. Based on the culture of the people. And we are describing, these verses describe the kingdom of God. So when you say, I have the kingdom, God has given me the kingdom, you You are are going to live peaceably. (laughs) And you also walk in peace with God. When you you have trouble, you pray. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will reign and rule in your heart, through Christ Jesus. So you'll be a prayerful person. Anything you have trouble with, you pray. So you don't allow it to eat you up. You don't morals. Everything. Mm, mm, Nobody is listening to me. I want. I want strong. Somebody said to a pastor, "I want strong prayers, strong prayers." What are strong prayers? Pray. Since anybody troubled, let him pray. When you are troubled, so don't be weak. Don't think, and, and and call for a pity party. Don't feel. I don't understand why I'm living. I don't enjoy life. Life is some way. No. In the kingdom. See, God has given us peace. You are struggling with something in your members over sin. Say, righteousness. Joy. Somebody's trying to rob you of your joy. Say, no. In the kingdom, I have joy. Hallelujah. Nobody should rob you of your joy. Don't let any situation take your joy from you. Because the culture you find yourself in is a culture of joy. We are identified by the joy of the Lord. Which is our strength. Amen. The sphere of our kingdom work. Pillar 5. The kingdom. Jesus makes a fundamental statement. Which we all know. In Luke 17 verse 21. Which is what, actually what we are focusing on. That the kingdom of God. Don't say it's over there, over here. Because you see the Jews were looking for. And somebody like they, they saw that they knew their history they said oh before it was the Babylonians then they, it came to the Medes and the Persians, then it moved to Alexander the Great then from Alexander the Great it came to the Romans and we are still suffering so now we are looking forward to another kingdom which will come which will make us free because all these kingdoms they came to subjugate us we won't want a kingdom that will align with us that's why they were looking forward to that kingdom and Jesus said no That kingdom is not a physical kingdom which will come. But that kingdom is within you. That's one context of the kingdom of God. Where a person is insulated from the environment. You are so saturated, obsessed with what God is doing in you, that you are oblivious. You You are blind. You are insensitive to the things happening around you. Because the prince of this world is dominating all around. Even though we are in the kingdom. That is one aspect. So when Jesus says the kingdom of God is within you, that is what he's talking about. But around us, God also rules in the affairs of men. Nebuchadnezzar said it in Daniel chapter four. God rules in the heavens and he rules on the earth. So we know that God rules everywhere. The kingdom everywhere is there. Then we have the yet to come kingdom. When we pray the Lord's prayer, Say, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. That that kingdom is what we are told about in the book of Revelation. The kingdom that when those who die in the Lord appear before the Lord. Or until Christ comes and there is a judgment. That is another realm of the kingdom. But until then, we remain in the kingdom in you. And we remain under the kingdom everywhere. So whether the prince of this world has taken possession of a place or not because you are moving with a kingdom around you because I am moving with a kingdom around me the presence of God the rule of God overpowers any other power wherever I go. Wherever you go the kingdom is with you. Hallelujah. That's why Paul said if God be for us who can be against us? That kingdom rules The, 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 the influence the rule of God the word of God, that any name, any power that rises above you, or above anything else, is subject to the name of Jesus. That is the kingdom ruling over everywhere. Hallelujah. So, the kingdom is ruling. But there are seven specific spheres that I believe that we all, they are imaginary. They are not physical. But if you are a kingdom-minded person, be strategic. Think about these areas. And we all, as I've said before, and I continue to say, and like the late Kutu at Champon used to say, we should take over the commanding heights of these places. It's very important that kingdom-minded people, strategically, that's why we must help one another in the church. That's why we must encourage brethren to Go for the best. We must not be afraid to encourage a brother or a sister. Me, let me tell you. If you come and tell me as a believer in this church that you, are, you want to be an MP in your village and I think that you are competent enough and I have a little Ghana city, 5,000 or 1,000, I'll give it to you. Because I want kingdom-minded people to influence authority. I want kingdom-minded people to be there. So that, because even look, we have only one person who is a member of parliament here, and you have no idea what it does sometimes. When you are in trouble, when you have never been in trouble, it's easy. But when you are in trouble, one or two people who, who have influence. When the, the scripture I quoted says, Where the word of the king is, there is power. When we are in trouble as a body, as an individual, as a family, then you realize that, as a Useh. Power, pass, power. Because, yeah, somebody can just pick a phone. Well, I remember when the PNDC came and I was a student involved in Student and Youth ta- Task Force. You go to their task force office. They write a cheat. We go to GNTC Coca-Cola near uh, uh, Kingsway and they say, take 50 cartons, crates uh, of Coca-Cola, 50 crates of Fanta. And we just go, the MD or general manager there, you just submit it, and the track is there, and you load it, and you are taking it to where banquet or students want to drink. That's all. Easy. That was how it was abused. But when kingdom minded people are there, they can shape it. They can be like Esther and stop bad things happening to the kingdom people. Hallelujah. When kingdom people are there, in any, whether it's academic, you see, I keep saying this. We, the Christians, evangelical Christians, this gay, lesbian fight, we got the game too late. We almost lost it. It's just because God is in control that we are still battling it out. These guys in San Francisco, if you read the literature, over 50, 60 years ago, they started, they, they knew, they, they sat down and said, look, let's look at all the American top universities, the academics who are there. Let's change their minds to liberalism. Let them be, Make sure that all the faculties, from Cornell to Harvard to Yale, make sure they are liberal thinkers, free thinkers who don't fear God, who just and let them publish books and let them create a world mindset. Most people believe that a man can live in a woman and a woman can live in a man, and let them buy the media. Let's work with CNN. Let's work with so and so and so and so and so. These are the key players. Let's talk to the Australian uh, uh, man, the, the rich Australian British guy, and make sure that his media house, if he doesn't allow us, we'll, 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 we'll squeeze him over here. We'll tell corporate leaders, don't advertise in his papers. News, news, news of the world, people, news uh, a corporation. And all of them. So strategically, they position themselves. And over time, the world has gotten to a point. Almost everywhere you are going, with, the only place they haven't conquered is Africa. Even Asia. Even Japan. They have done this thing and using common, they just use that now. Because we, we didn't see that there is called the academic thing there. We haven't. Look, I was in a meeting and the, 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 the scientists came to make a presentation last year when I traveled. And in the meeting, he said, he talked nanotechnology. I don't know if you... Look, nanotechnology can create human beings. They can create prototypes. They look at antigrients like this, and they take cells from you, and they can use little and recreate it. It's, it's, It's scary. And the only thing which is holding them from doing it is ethics. Those of us, because some of us are there... We say, hey, this thing, no, then we start. it's against God's nature. This but if barring ethical considerations, oh, last month or two, they jailed a researcher creating human beings to create confusion in the system because we sat down. We say we are kingdom people. Take hold of the academics. Take hold of the politics. Take hold of the financial sector. Take hold of the sectors. They know that the sectors control the system. You see? Some of our even some some of our Christian public, some of the, the, the Bibles. You know, years ago, there was a, a publishing house in America, in Fort Britain, which was bought over by an American group. And that publishing house used to publish Bibles. When the Americans took they said, No, this thing is not a priority in our in our system. And they were one of the biggest King James public printers. I've forgotten the name. And they're printing the Bible. They stopped. But if the owners were kingdom-minded people, they'll say whether we are making profit or not. It's our kingdom thing. We have a mandate by from God to print Bibles. But because nobody—I mean, we don't have people there. If you go to Wall Street, how many tongues-speaking people are there? If you go to uh, the Fleet Street in England, how many tongues-speaking people are there who can say no? This news item, which is coming, news of the world article. No, we will not stand. No, we don't. Let's do what they like, beloved. This kingdom thing, we must look at it again. Amen. So, the sphere of the kingdom is more than geographical location. It's more than Accra or Kumasi. Even the mind functions. The kingdom we are to- we are talking about a kingdom which is is, is tra- traversing ethnicity. Why, why, how can you be kingdom-minded and be ethnic-minded? It can't work. This kingdom it traverses to ethnicity. This one like oh this one is one, that one is, that all those mindset and and the way, this one is light, that's one is tall, that one is short. It's not. It's not a kingdom mind. The rule of Christ traverses all of these things. It goes. Beyond geographical boundaries. It goes beyond ethnic boundaries. It goes, it cuts across everywhere. And if we are talking about kingdom, beloved, let's wake up. There's a lot we can do as kingdom people. Say amen. I want to briefly talk about these emblems. I've mentioned already, so I won't take too long. But I noticed that many of us, we say we are kingdom people, but we don't treat the kingdom emblems seriously. The Holy Spirit, He is one of the people. That we need to be careful about. You see, because Ephesians 4 says that, 30 says He is a seal. So it's an emblem. When, many, many of us, when we don't even feel the Holy Spirit in our lives, we are okay. <laughs> once I come to church, once pastor sees me, once I pay my tithe. But, brother, sister, you must get to a point where, if you are not, David said, take not your Holy Spirit for me. Kingdom minded people are conscious that the way I used to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, things are not the same. I must be worried. But many of us, when even, once, oh, uh, somebody, you have a story to tell a brother or a sister, it's okay. Oh, i come to the meeting. But when he meets me, I'll know what to say. But what would the Holy Spirit say to that? Amen. Okay, I'll do this. And the Holy Spirit, there's, there's no Holy Spirit consideration in it. It means that the seal, we are not conscious of the seal of the kingdom. The worldly people, they are conscious of the seal. You know, some of these athletes who play football, who run and others, when they see their flags, sometimes it charges the Kenyans. When they see their national flag, they are good, they charge. When the boxer Azuma Nelson, when he used to be, he used to be the champion, when he, whenever he saw the Ghana flag, then the, the man on the side said, Azuma, yele, tale 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 tale. <laughs> you hear it in the, in the, in the commentary. Azuma will charge. And within the next round, the guy is down. That is what an emblem can do. Ghana flag. When he hears, he said, when he used to, there was a song, assembly River, Azuma. Assembriba, oh, then you'll be shaking like that. Then you'll see, when you see the Ghana flag, you'll be crying. Then you'll be charged. Give him two, three rounds. No matter how big you are, he will bring you down. That is what an emblem can do. When people are charged, you see, our, our emblems, the, the blood, we talk about the communion, and today it means very little to us. It's a great emblem of our faith. We talk about baptism, and people will be dodging. Oh, come, have you been baptized? People who are still here today, they still have not been baptized. They don't see the importance. Oh, I was baptized and they don't understand. Well, they don't know the spiritual implication. But it's a serious emblem. You see, the Muslims and the Hindus, when you convert, and you have not baptism. They are okay. The moment you do have baptism, it's the all hell will break loose. Because they know that it's an emblem of spiritual significance. It's only us who take it for granted. Only our people that... Oh, it and it's like, you have to beg people. They don't understand. The emblem of the communion, the Lord's table. Oh, So, Pastor, I don't... If some people, when they even miss, it doesn't worry them. Somebody in the year, you can miss communion three times. What the, and it's okay with you. Whereas the scripture says, do it as often as. So, even if you miss one, it should worry you. You should even be crying. Pastor, can I come to the office? No. And find a home. They don't understand the whole significance of the kingdom. But one of the significant, most important emblems of the kingdom is the table of the Lord. So when you are not, for any reason, either you are not prepared, or you, are, you don't come, it, it, you should worry. You shouldn't be taking it for granted. And just say, oh, yes, say, oh next week, or, or oh, the bread, yeah, bro, eh, miss bro, bro, you miss the bread, so what? It's not the bread, it's not the wine. It is the symbolism, the emblem, what it means, the blood, the, res- the, the, the fact that you bond with the body, the fact that you become a victor, the fact that you you, you 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 are looking forward to the coming of the Lord. That is what it means. May the Lord help us. Amen. Finally. We are talking about a kingdom in you and in me. No kingdom. Real kingdom is powerless. A real kingdom is powerful. These are the days to seek the power of God. These are the days to say, I want to... One brother said, Me and God, I want to wear one shorts with God. I want to see God. When we say, The kingdom of God is... You see, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Jesus said it. The gates of hell will not prevail against the kingdom. It's a marching kingdom. It's an unstoppable kingdom. It says, The kingdom... Of this world have become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. Revelation 11.15. So it's a marching kingdom. It's a militant kingdom. It's not physical militancy. But spiritual militancy. I Hallelujah. We have, to, we have to determine. Hey, I've, I've relaxed enough. Now I want to be wild. I want to be vicious. I want to go all out for the fight. I will not allow the any. I will not allow anything, tiredness or anything. I will not allow. Whether is Paul said? I will not allow anything in Romans chapter eight. Nothing will separate. You. That kind of resolve. I am persuaded. Resolve that Paul had. That is the mindset we have, even if you are kingdom-minded people in this generation. That's what God is calling. He's calling us to battle. He's calling us to warfare. Warfare on our knees, welfare in the world, Warfare in soul in welfare in anything you are engaged, in, that'll be serious. And them near We are serious. And if you are talking about warfare, nobody nobody goes to war to sleep. We go, we get up our loins, we shake up ourselves. Proverbs twenty two, verse twenty nine says that we should be diligent. And through our diligence. We will appear before great people. Beloved, this kingdom thing that we are talking about is not a joke. It's a life and death thing. But God will give us life if we pursue God. If we pursue the kingdom with all our hearts. And say, Lord, I know you have given me the kingdom. I want this kingdom to be actualized in my life. I want to see, I want to take a stand for you in this kingdom. God will help you in your sphere as a person. Around you, the kingdom will be felt. Wherever you go, as a church, we must experience the power of the kingdom. We must experience the the character of the kingdom. In your home, the character of the kingdom, the the atmosphere, the culture, the culture of love, the culture of peace, the culture of understanding, the culture of tolerance, forbearance, is the culture of the kingdom. Let us pray. Pray that, Lord, I have heard about your kingdom. I want my life to bear the manifestations of a true kingdom person. I want my relationships to manifest. Paul, the, the writer of Hebrews says the, in that kingdom. For here, in this kingdom, on this earth, have we no continuity? So he looks forward to the kingdom which is to come. Yes, that's another dimension of the kingdom. How many times do we wake up in the morning and think about the, the, the continuity? Or oh, it's all about today what we can eat, what we can wear, where we will go, who will promote us, who will bless us. May the Lord help us. May our minds be set on that eternal kingdom. Because we don't have it just for today. We live unto tomorrow. That's why Paul said, if I live, I live for you. If I die, I die for you. In all my ways, oh Lord, I acknowledge you. I'm ever yours, O oh Lord, the songwriter said. What kind of mindset, kingdom mindset you have? It's, 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 it's good, the kingdom will give you power. Good, the kingdom will give you citizenship. But it's more than that, my beloved. The kingdom is a wake-up call to fight for the Lord. In a great kingdom, people have died. Thousands, millions have died for the great kingdom to live. Any great kingdom, people have stood up for that which is right. People have not been ashamed for any great kingdom. Other people have scorned their kingdom, but they didn't look down, they didn't didn't give up on them. Say to the Lord, Lord, reveal my purpose in this kingdom. Let me play my part in this kingdom. Let me not, oh Lord, fail you. People have paid. In the, life, in the way of the world. They pay taxes. But many of us are so attached to the little wealth we have. We don't even think that kingdom is important. When money comes into our hands. We don't ask, oh Lord, what can I do for the kingdom of God? When money, opportunities come our way. What do you do? What, what does the first thing? Oh, can I buy, buy that? Oh, I have this. Kingdom consciousness is not there. When we want to take an action, what will be the effect on the reputation or the image of the kingdom? We don't think about it. Oh, this one, this one—it has come into my mayor, mayor. Nobody can say anything. Nobody can say anything. But indeed, you are a kingdom-minded person, so you don't have a world of your own. You can't do what you like. I can't do what I like. We can't just do what we like. We are because our our lives are kingdom lives. We are accountable to some to to, to, the, to the kingdom hierarchy. If not today, sometime we will be asked to account. May the Lord help us. May the Lord deliver us. May we understand kingdom hierarchy and operate within kingdom hierarchy. May the Lord grant us grace to have a picture, the full measure of what it means to be a member, a child of the kingdom.